Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hello, everyone. It is Kenya. And I'm alone again on the podcast with that. Well, I'm not alone alone, but I'm, I'm without my co-host um, today. Will uh, isn't able to join us, but, but, but I'm really excited um, to bring back. We always say we need to bring back certain guests because they have so much information, so much in their background, so much expertise and our little 30 to 40 minutes just doesn't, it, it can't capture all that. So given May is for us our kind of anniversary month, we launched the podcast in 2017, um, in May, May of 2017. And so we're now, let's see, yeah, we're 2019. So this is so crazy. So we're, we're launching and going into our third year. We thought we would bring back a couple of guests who have some really who have who have really been in the industry and have some really good tips and strategies for success for artists. So the first one we're bringing back this week. Welcome back. Now she's got a nickname, but we're gonna give her her full <laughs> name, Miss Cynthia Johnson, otherwise known as CJ. How are you? I'm doing so well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I. It's funny. We we weren't expecting it just to be CJ and I. So I'm I'm kind of I'm putting on my you know come on girl just at the fly of the hat go do what you got to do. <laughs> Will was gonna have some questions too, but that's okay. This is great. I appreciate you coming back, taking the time. It is so my pleasure. Yeah, you gave such a wonderful um, and colorful perspective on your history and how you got into this whole crazy music industry. Um, and there, I, I encourage people, I'm going to put the um, the number of the episode that was your previous episode so people can listen okay. to that who have not. But for those who are just tuning in the first time and are going to go back later, if you could just, like, in two minutes or less, just state what it was that you did in the music industry and what you're currently doing. So I have been... Everything from an assistant, that's how I started in the music industry in the promotion department, to senior vice president, to vice president, nationals, senior nationals. So I've been, I've probably had almost every job and did I do, I didn't do janitor, didn't do that. But (laughs) outside of that, I probably did everything. Wow. Wow. And then... But what was the big thing that you think that kind of catapulted you into what you're currently? You know, so I'm currently, I work for myself. I I have a a marketing, promotion marketing company called Alloral Marketing. Mm -hmm. And I think what really did it for me, just realizing that I had spent, you know, over 30 years in the music industry, I have huge and great contacts, people that are lifelong friends. And I realized that none of that was going to go away. And I felt it was time for me to walk away from my position at uh, Columbia Records as vice president of urban promotion 
um, only because I just felt there was time. I felt like there was, I'd contributed enough as much as I thought that I could. Um, and I felt that, yeah, it made sense for me to resign from that position and see exactly what life had in store, what, you know, God would put in front of me. And ever since that day that I walked out of that building, I've been extremely happy. I feel like, you know, little Duval, I'm definitely living my best life. Yeah, but that song is so perfect, and it, it even sounds like you're living your best life. Like it's I am, I am. I have it. I've, I smile all the time. I oh, laugh all the time. Nice. I take projects that interest me, and I feel that I can really help um, um, an artist or help a song get to the next level. Mm. And I've even done projects that I never thought that I would do. I was. Uh, did an event marketing um, um, campaign for HBO and their uh, company Allied and for a skating documentary. And so even though promotion gave me the tools to be able to do something like that, because we plan events ourselves, we don't necessarily hire out to help um, uh, for someone to help us put on an event or to host an event. So I used all those skills and, you know, at the end of it, I'm like, Oh, well, shoot, I, I could do event marketing too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so It's been great. It's been great just to see what's out there to make connections with people. I did not know people that I did know. It's just been, it's been amazing. It's almost a year since I left Columbia. I left in June. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yes. Yes. So it's just exciting. I'm very excited about the whole prospect. Well, you can, I mean, totally, I hear the smile while you're talking. So (laughs) (laughs) energy in it. And that's a, a really, you know, good segue into kind of what I want to talk about today. Cause I, I think, um, entrepreneurship and beginning to do things on your own terms, um, seems to be to me, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm doing the same thing. I don't know. I just feel like I'm seeing more and more people finally leaning into that. Right. And I think as artists, obviously the whole independent artistry game has just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's at another level. It's, I, I mean, it's, I, I tend to think it's starting to just pretty much take over and mm-hmm. which is great on many, I mean, on huge levels. Um, at the same time, at the same time, you know, I think that while we have so much accessibility and knowledge and so forth on how to, you know, we've got all this technology, you know, to make music and to make beats and to, you know, be able to upload your stuff and let the public, you know, hear it at a drop of a dime and stuff. What, what to me is really getting lost, though, in all of this is the navigation of the industry. Because mm-hmm. while, you know, yes, our access is, is better and anybody can kind of say, I'm, you know, I'm an artist or whatever, mm-hmm. the industry, you know, the, the business and the way in which you kind of navigate, I don't know, you tell me, do you think that has changed much or is that? Is that- you know what? I think that the business always evolves mm-hmm. based on, you know, what the current technology is or what the current trends are. So, you know, more than 10 years ago, record companies were trying to figure out how to still sell CDs in a digital world. Mm-hmm. 
so more than 10 years ago. Now the industry is settling into streaming Mm -hmm. and what that means. And if you're streaming a great deal on one particular song or, you know, a couple of songs, are you also that artist? Uh You know what I mean? Uh Are you the one who can get chart position, um, can you get any kind of branding contracts? Are you the person who will tour? Because, and there's a difference. There are artists that will stream extremely well on Spotify and Apple and Pandora. But when you put them in the real world, as yeah. in, are you a performer? And uh-huh. the answer to that question is no. Yes. Can you, you know, are you engaging when you're interviewed, whether it's print or radio station, television, are you engaging? Do you have a personality? Uh Answers no. Then I think that that initial excitement that people can see from streaming services may not necessarily translate to, Uh are you an overall artist? And for some, it does. And for some others, it doesn't. So I think that, you know, it's, it, it's interesting to talk to artists about who they are, what they want to do, because I think just looking at one thing, the analytics gives you just one area that could be stellar, but an artist to me is a 360 thing. Yeah. It's, it's very well-rounded. And if you're only about one thing and that's being able to stream, which is great because now you're, you got, you're making some money, you're getting mm-hmm. noticed, you could even, you know, have shows and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, if you can't translate what you've put um, out there in terms of music personally, then to mm-hmm. me, something is definitely missing. And I don't know if you can make that up because it is what it is. You may be great in the studio, but if you're an introvert everywhere else in your life, I don't know how that works. That, ooh, I'm so glad you said this because this is, this is, you articulated it perfectly, but in my head, I'm seeing so much more people who are, I mean, I'm even seeing uh, professionals you know, making money off of teaching artists how to only be good at streaming Uh and how to get their stuff. So you'll never have to leave your home and, you know, you don't ever have to hit the stage ever and you don't have to, and you can make all this money streaming. And, you know, and I, and like you said, that's true, but are you really an artist at that point? Because, right. And, um, and, and so when people see this though, if that's the only way they're understanding quote unquote, artistry is your ability to stream and I have this debate with my son who's a teenager <laughs> he's like oh but he's got this many streams and he's a you know I'm like but he's not an artist like can he get can he like you just said can he be interviewed is he engaging can he get on a stage can he perform and you know our hope in doing this podcast is that we're actually trying to help develop actual artistry exactly and you know what I think I think that it could be both to be mm-hmm. honest with you, just because we're in a whole different world now, you yeah. know, gone are the days of buying a CD and reading liner notes and knowing who, yeah. who what songs or, you know, yeah. you really have to go into an artist profile in order to find out those things. Yeah. So I'm not going to take away anything from those artists who do sit in their room. Mm-hmm. They create great music or they go to the studio, create great songs. They stream like crazy, but you mm-hmm. never see them. They don't perform. They don't do any interviews because 
that's the world they want to live in and that's fine. And that's their prior, their, their prerogative. They can do that. Mm. But I also think that if you want more, Mm. then you have to hone those skills so that you can be a well-rounded artist. But if you are so shy and so introverted, but you love music and this is the only way that you want to get your music out there, then have at it. Mm. Mm. I'm not mad at you. Mm. But for those artists that want to do more, Mm -hmm. who want to, you know, win awards on billboard music awards or they want to win a grammy or they want to tour or they want to do radio shows or they want to do you know um um you know interviews for publicity and you know publicity interviews and they want to do all those things then mm. you have to be a real well-rounded artist to do yeah. it yeah Ah, yes. And yes. And, you know, thank you for giving the uh, props to people who decide not to go that route. Because <laughs> here I am. I'm very judgmental. <laughs> but no, you're right. You're right. And I think that, the you know, you said, do you. And I think in this day and age, we're like, you know, you, yes, you literally can do you. And if it's going to fit for you, then Bye. Going, going to that side though, where you were saying, if you're really wanting more and you want, you know, kind of another level of this, um, yeah. what are some, because this, I, I would say the majority of artists that I'm in contact with, you know, obviously they're wanting that more mm-hmm. or, or they're at least thinking they're going to hear this now and say, you know what, never mind, I'll go in my room. <laughs> right. And that's fine. That's fine. And people will listen. That's fine. That's good. Okay. But, but, but hopefully we can encourage because the the art form, you know, I just think the art form of, of attending, you know, concerts and attending live shows and performances and, you know, celebrating and honoring people, you know, through awards and stuff that that's a whole nother culture. And it's a culture that I think is incredibly inspirational Mm-hmm. And taps so much into our more compassionate and empathetic and our our human skills, our humanity, when we're able to translate art beyond like a device. Right. Um, and so that's why I really, you know, push artists to kind of, while you can do that, mm-hmm. you know, if, if there is really a gift going there, there's, you know, there's so many other avenues. So what in this day and age, that, that artist that's like, okay, I want to go to the next level, you know, and I need all those things. <laughs> Um, what do you, what are maybe some top things that you would tell an artist? All right, you want all those things. Um, here are some tips. Here are some things that I suggest you do Mm -hmm. to begin to get in that space. Um, so I think it starts with the music. It always starts with the music. Mm -hmm. And I think that you have to find, find your sound and hopefully it's different from anyone else because it's your God-given talent and not someone else's. Mm -hmm. And you're with a producer, you're with a team of people who understand your, your particular artistry and they encourage it. And you make music that truly comes from your spirit. I don't think that any song works if you're trying to appeal to something outside of you. Because it's got to come from within. I don't have the gift. I don't. I can't sing. I can't rap. I can't do any of those things. But but I can hear a, a hit record. Mm. I can tell the difference between I'm trying to appeal to 
you know, a particular audience and I'm going to say all the right things and I'm going to do all the right things. And it becomes very regimented mm-hmm. and almost robotic, mm-hmm. like my voice just did. <laughs> but if, if you're speaking, if you're speaking from your heart, then I think you can never go wrong. So first and foremost, make sure the music is right. Make sure it comes from your heart, comes from your spirit. You want to say things that, that are really meaningful to you lyrically. And if someone's writing a song for you, then you want to make sure that it does speak to you. So you may not be a songwriter at this point, but or you may not even write your, write your own rhymes, but what they're saying does speak to your life and your heart and your spirit. That's uh-huh. first and foremost. Uh-huh. Then, you know, I did mention a team. You do have to have a good team around you. People who will tell you the truth. Uh-huh. People who will just encourage and because they feel like you're the next big thing and they don't want to be left by on the sidelines. So they have to agree with everything that you say because uh-huh. then they're not doing you a service. Right. They're doing, they're really doing you a disservice. So you have to have people around you who will tell you when you're not good and tell you when you are good uh-huh. to tell you when they don't think you put forth your best effort. And those will, that will, you know, applaud you when you do. So you really have to have a really good team around you. Then the next step, um, and it, it probably happens organically the first time you join Twitter or Instagram or, you know, any social media site, but you have to make sure that if you're an artist, that every social media platform is uniform. You can't be CJ <laughs> over here and big dog over there. Like, you know, and you're an artist, like you can't do that. So, yeah. if, you know, I was just CJ and, you know, I spell it C-E-E-J-A-Y and that's my tag. Then it has to go, and you're an artist, it has to go across your social media platforms because when people type in your name, your name should pop up immediately. Right. Exactly. They shouldn't have to try to find it. And if you've got, you know, if it's like more than just two words, three words, whatever, it just has to be uniform across the board. And then you have to make sure that as you're starting out, content, content, content. That's uh-huh. the name of the game. So if you are a new artist, and let's just say, for instance, you don't have a producer yet, but you know, you love to sing. Well, sing a cappella. That's mm-hmm. what uh, with uh, Hallie and, and uh, Chloe and Hallie. Yeah. They signed them based on them singing a cappella, singing with the guitar. They just put up videos. And mm-hmm. if you want to get your name out there, just put up content. Mm-hmm. Things that you think about music, sing it, rap it, just put it up and continue to hone your skills because. You'll look at, like, you did, you know, 50 videos. you look at the first video, and you look at the 50th video, <laughs> and I guarantee you, you will say, what was I thinking? In that first video? <laughs> I thought I was so hot. So that means that every single time you perform, every single time you sing, you're getting better and better and better. And so that leads me to practice. Uh... Like, practice so if you're playing the piano like there's no pianist who's born who doesn't practice there's no golfer there's no basketball player there's no football so if you're a singer then you've got to sing if you're a rapper you got to rap and you Mm -hmm. have to continue to practice 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 because again you lay down some lyrics you know and then 50 songs later you hear what you did that first time and you hear what you've done on that 50th time and you will hear your own growth i guarantee yes. it 
So you've got to continue to practice. And then say, for instance, you have a juicer, you have music, you have your social media up, put, put your music up on the streaming platforms, all of them, not just one, but all of them go to TuneCore and they can, you know, pay a little money. They guide you through the whole process. They make sure that everything's straight, put your music up on the, the streaming platforms. And then it's, it's still, it's about content. You got to continue to feed that animal. Mm-hmm. As you put music up, you talk about it on social, social media. You do a little YouTube clip, put music up. It should just be this whole process of your con- constantly feeding the social digital platform of yeah. you. Yeah. Constantly put it out there. Yeah. So, and I think that, that you have to be constantly working on yourself to grow as an artist. And I think that according to what you want, so let's just say, for instance, the only thing you want to do is just put stuff up on social media and YouTube. And that's it. Then, okay, but still do do it. Like work on it. Like don't just stop, just continue to do it. And then if you want to take it further, then there are open mics around a city. There's chances for you to perform in front of people. Anytime you have an opportunity to perform, do it. But you got to practice. You have to get a show. You know, you have to figure out like, how am I going to perform on this stage? Mm-hmm. There are people out there that can help with that, but you, you can even watch videos of your favorite artists and see what they do. You don't want to do exactly what they do because that's their show and you want to create something for yourself, but you can take elements of what they're doing. You can see how, Oh, they really talk to the audience. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I, sh- I shouldn't be quiet. I should uh, you are you know just saying? you're giving so many golden nuggets Keep going. I don't want to you. <laughs> because i'm so tired of people not knowing how to interact with their audience but no yes. go ahead oh exactly yes. like it's crazy yeah. and you know and it can be scripted because if yeah. you go to a show in detroit and you go to another show in chicago chances are that's artists are saying the exact same yep. thing the exact same point. Yep. We all think it's all fresh because we're <laughs> only going to see it in our city, but right. they do the same thing because the show is scripted and that's what yeah. you have to do. It's it's like your playbook. Okay, I'm yeah. going to do three songs. I'm going to do them in this order. I'm going to open my show like this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to do my first song. I'm going to say something after my first song. I'm going to do my second song. I'm going to say something after the second song. I'm going to do my third song and then I'm going to conclude my show and how am I going to get off the stage? Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? You can write it out. You can draw it. You, <laughs> you have to have a plan. Yes. Yes. Plan. And I, think, I think a lot of what I'm seeing, like, you know, clearly, you know, I think people think that Beyonce just, you know, I mean, I'm glad she finally did this. You know, she did the video uh-huh. homecoming so she could show you that. No, this was um, a year and a half <laughs> of me, you know, in the making of really like I'm trying yeah. to perfect this. And so while it looked organic and I just, you know, whatever, and the dances just come. I mean, that yeah. that gave such a such a good if you haven't seen you know the the video make sure you you watch this on netflix and so forth i mean it's really really good it's so good it's very good um but i think you also have this other kind of the complete opposite where i'm seeing a lot more developing or independent artists who are almost like trying to be 
you know, I'm going to be my own, whatever. I'm just unscripted. And I'm just going to, I'm going to look any kind of way. I'm going to just get on the stage and do my song and leave because that's me. And I, I keep trying to, you know, trying to tell people, remember, nobody knows you yet. You know what right. I mean? And like, <laughs> so I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. Cause I'm seeing more, particularly younger artists, I would say who, you know, even if it is an open mic or I, I won't say open mic, if it's a showcase and you, you are planned to be performing, you know, and there are people who paid tickets to come see you. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm seeing more indie artists just kind of showing up any kind of way Mm -hmm. um, and and not having kind of a a format to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that okay to you? I mean, because they're in that stage or should they be too doing everything that you just said, even if they're that early part? I think that it's a, it's kind of like a mutual respect to be honest with you, mm-hmm. that here it is. These people have paid their money to see you. Mm-hmm. They've streamed your music. They have shown how much they are into you. Mm-hmm. And I think that the least any artist can do is reciprocate mm-hmm. and show their fans respect. And I think that, you know, Beyonce and artists like her who really, really put a lot of effort and energy into making sure that their show is amazing. Mm -hmm. That, in my opinion, is so respectful Mm -hmm. because she respects the fact that you love her, you're her fan, you buy her music, her t-shirts, anything she does, you support, you follow her on on social platforms. Like They're showing you reverence because Mm -hmm. you're an artist. And I think the least an artist can do is show respect back to their fans Mm -hmm. and care about what they say, how they say it, the way that they look, and to give them an amazing performance when they come see them. Mm. If your stick is to act as if it was all put together yesterday. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. But to me, I look at it like you need to practice that shtick (laughs) so that it's flawless for the people who have come to see you because they've spent their hard-earned money because they could have done anything with that money. You know, if a ticket is $100 and you've got two people coming, that's $200 they spent to come see you. Mm -hmm. You paid a bill. They could have paid <laughs> part of their rent. They could have bought food. They could yeah. have a million things they could have done with that hundred dollars, but they chose to spend it to come see you. And yeah. I just feel like the mutual respect says, I'm going to give you a good show. I'm going to give you more than a good show. I'm going to give you really, truly a great show. The greatest show that I can give you at this point in my career, because mm-hmm. when Destiny's Child first started and where Beyonce is right now, that's night and day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they were really good. They did their thing as kids, but you know, Beyonce's a grown woman and she understood from that foundation what she needed to do to get to where she is today. And she really went in and I feel like that's the least any artist can do. Yes. 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 And I, I mean, because I'm a performing artist, it's funny. I, I, I don't, you just broke that down really well, but I know I always tell myself, you know, 
what do I enjoy when I go to a show? You know, what, what is it that I want to feel? How do I, do I want to feel included in it? And so I know, and I've been trying to kind of explain that to artists, you know, think about what you enjoy. Like, do you enjoy going to a show and the person doesn't ever look at you or the yeah. person never, you know, or they come in looking unprepared. So doesn't that kind of turn yeah. you off a little bit? Yeah. Or, and I, I think for singers, particularly um, developing and you're, you know, you're kind of just getting yourself out there and maybe you're doing, you know, mostly covers, maybe you'll, you'll have an original or two kind of thrown in there, but it's mostly covers. And I'll see a lot of singers, you know, still have all their, you know, holding their phone with the lyrics while they're singing, um, you know, or not, you know, and there's ways to, to disguise that, you know, we, when you're singing a lot of covers, sometimes it's hard to remember all of that, but just to blatantly be like, basically, I don't know this song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to like, just hold the phone and do it. And I'm like, uh-huh. no, you know, because all again, that respect, you know, did people pay for that? I mean, like, I can almost feel like, well, I can do that. Or, you know, yeah. and, and, it, and it actually takes away from your whole vocal ability at that point, because mm-hmm. your brain now has to think, you know, about, okay, what, what, what am I reading? And, yeah. you know, and all of that. Um, and, you know, it's just so important to work really hard mm-hmm. to make sure it doesn't have to have, you know, special effects and dancers all the time and all that, but, you know, whatever it is that you do bring, like what you just said, it needs to be practiced. It needs to be, it needs to be honed. It needs to be, um, to your best ability. Um, yeah, to your best ability. And if you find that your best ability is far less (laughs) than what you really want it to be, or you're afraid to kind of like, well, my best is pretty low, so I'm just not going to perform, then this is, this is why we do this podcast and we try to have these resources go out and get the, yeah. the assistance that you need mm-hmm. to hone these things to help you. Because I don't know, I mean, if you watch the Beyonce, she wasn't sitting there by herself just yeah. doing stuff. I mean, it's this, I don't know how many staff members, you know, were assisting. And yes, yeah, she has these ideas, but to, to flesh that out mm-hmm. is a whole nother, that's a whole nother skill level that has to happen. And so that team you know, having that team or finding those people, finding, you know, the people that can really help you be that um, is, is really critical. Exactly. Wow, this is really good. Well, we're going to do about, we're just a couple more minutes. I do want to ask you because the, that's kind of the craft side. Um, you started your own business and I, I just wish if you don't mind sharing, cause that's a whole nother hat. <laughs> um, how just, and you don't have to give great detail, but how do you manage your business? Like what is your, you know, what's the team members made up of and what do you suggest for artists in terms of managing their business side? Well, you know, you're right. It's a team. Um, and the team does, isn't necessarily all working with me out of this, uh, house. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having a really good accountant is important because if you get a large sum of money and you're not working for a company, mm-hmm. that means that the taxes that you have to pay, uh, aren't taken out automatically. Right. So you have to do that. Yeah. So you know, to, whenever I get any check, I call my accountant. He tells me exactly how much to set aside or even send in to the IRS so that at the end of the year, I'm not, um, I don't have a huge tax bill because 
you know, I haven't taken any taxes out and I'm just trying to keep all of the money right now. So you have to be very disciplined with your finances Mm -hmm. when you work for yourself and you have to, you know, of course you have to pay yourself. So, you know, if, you know, whenever I get a, um, a fee to work with a label or work an artist. And like I said, first things first, take out the taxes. Mm -hmm. Second thing, I pay myself. Mm -hmm. Third thing, I put the rest in the bank and don't Mm -hmm. spend it. (laughs) Because, you know, there'll be times when, you know, the contracts aren't coming. Right. Laying seeds, but the seeds haven't haven't flourished yet. They haven't grown anything. Until that time, you have to survive. So that's why I'm saying it's like pay your taxes Pay yourself so you can pay your current bills. Yeah. Then put the rest in the bank. Yeah. And save it. Yeah. Um, so I think that that to me, really, <laughs> my accountant is my best team. Right, like that's our best friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's my best team member because that the whole financial life can yeah. either be a beautiful thing or it can really be a nightmare. Yeah. And at the end of the day, April 15th, you don't want it to be a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that that's my, my greatest thing. And then also um, working with people who I've worked with before mm-hmm. or that I've known their reputation, even though I may not have worked with them, uh, I know their reputation. So, you know, luckily with promotion, it's not like, it's kind of like a singular thing. I call radio stations. Mm-hmm. I convince them to play a record as other people in the music industry do. And Mm -hmm. if they're doing it as an independent as I am, then we can team together Mm -hmm. on different projects to bring about the airplay that we want, the chart position that we want. So at any given moment, I can call any, you know, associate of mine and say, Hey, I know you work with certain amount of radio stations. Let's team up on this project and bring in these you know, these, this number of radio stations on this artist and we work together. So it's not like we're constant, you know, we're, we're of the same company and blah, 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 you know, nothing like that. Um, and then, but my, I have to say that my, um, you know, I, we may, I am also managing and Michael Malden, brought me into that. He has his company, Malden Brands. And so we teamed up to manage uh, artists moving forward and, you know, work on projects together. So that's been interesting and that's been fun and that's taking me in, you know, a whole other different direction. So it's just been really interesting. It's just been very so I think the thing is, is like when you're an entrepreneur, especially in the music industry, mm-hmm. is like you have to definitely seek out opportunities. Opportunities will seek you out. And you have to, you know, know whether or not you can contribute to that project in a very, to me, in a very positive way mm-hmm. so that you can achieve various goals. I don't yeah. think you should take projects if it's beyond your pay grade. So like if somebody yeah. said, <clears throat> Cynthia, can you work? international radio and i'm like i could but you know because it's like it's not rocket science i I could but at the end of the day that's not my expertise so i would be learning on your dime yeah with that then okay yes i'll do it but Mm. if you want someone who does that for a living then let me introduce you to some some people that i know who have done it and that's what they do and i think you'll be happy with their results Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, for artists, 
when you're seeking those people to work with, you know, what you just said is really important. You know, if you're knowing you want to go international, don't seek the person that that's not necessarily their, their wheelhouse or their, their space. Because now, like you just said, you're paying for them now to have to learn that system and not that they can't, that's going to take more time. And they've got to now develop, you know, those relationships. I I find that a lot when I'm trying to tell artists when they're deciding on publicists. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm like, you know, to me, publicists, it's all about the relationships. It's all, you know, and if you're picking someone who um, doesn't have the relationships in the space that you're trying to go, you know, they may have relationships deep in community, you know, engagement, but if you're trying to, you know, get more in music blogs and that's not their space, then you know, what are you doing? Right. Don't do that. Right. Mike, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called Blink. And I read it years ago. And basically it was having uh, people who have the experience in whatever field it is to recognize what it is in a blink. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. You want right. people to have experience in those areas. So I'm not going to say that I'm, you know, this digital whiz or social platform whiz, but I know people who are. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put you in touch with them. Now, when you come talk about radio promotion, I can blink all day and tell you everything <laughs> you need to know about that area because yeah. that's where I come from. That, like I said, from assistant to senior vice president and everything in between. So I know. And so when someone says something that doesn't ring true, I'm going to be the first one to stand up and say like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And those are the type of people, you know, oh, it's just so important. And we we were talking um, about mentoring. We've been talking a lot about mentoring and, and how, you know, finding people who really you know, know their deal so that they can really pour into you correct information and not, not just guide you and tell you things that you just want to hear or whatever. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. No, that's important. Ah, so many good nuggets. And I, you know, I'm so excited that you are based, you know, in the Chicago area I am. <laughs> because not necessarily on the podcast, but you know, I am, you know, the new director with NAPFIM and we're in the process yes. of getting ready to launch. Yeah. Some activities in you will be invited, my dear, because she, you, I know you're a previous, you know, member of NAFM. You're like, I don't know, they should have a, your legacy. So, um, but we want to, I just, you have so many good things that you've said and so many areas we could expand on. Um, and so I just asked listeners, you know, make sure that you are, um, following, you know, our podcast, subscribing to the podcast, um, following also me um, with Creating Crimson and Kenya MJ Music. That's my thing for everything, Kenya MJ Music, because I'll be announcing when we'll bring, you know, CJ and and other people to, you know, formats and and things to, to hear more about what, you know, what they're talking about, because this is just, these are just snapshots. And I think that artists, really need to tap into so much of what you said so that they can grow and that, you know, and that this is a process. This isn't a, you know, we're trying to get this all in our 40 minutes, but the whole, you know, what you, those, and I wrote down and I'll put them in the show notes. You were very good at saying first the music, then the team, then the social media. And and within each of those is development. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, okay, I got a song. Now let me move on to this. Like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we want to develop the song. Like, does exactly. the song make sense? You know, so... 
Um, so thank you so you're much. Welcome. Again, you're welcome. So my pleasure. So yeah. thank you. Ah, you're well, welcome. I, I so appreciate it. And thank you so much. And, you know, as you can tell, this is my life. This is what yeah. I love to do. And I just really want to make sure I help people and, you know, they have a good experience because there's so many people out there that want to take advantage of people who are in, you know, want to sing and stuff like that or want to rap. And so, you know, I'm here and, you know, of course I'll participate in anything that you guys do with NAP them. And if I could just like help one person get on the right track, I'm all about it. Yes. Yes. You are incredibly gracious. And I think, um, please, you guys, when you when you do level up, don't all of a sudden become like, well, I'm leveled up and I can't be helping people like, no, you got to I mean, this is this is how we have generations and generations behind us. And if we don't keep bridging these gaps and, and making these connections, you know, we might be from different generations. You know, you hear millennial. And now I guess I don't even know what the younger thing is than that. I don't know. I have generation no Y or some, I don't know, whatever they are, Z. <laughs> But we all we're all in this life together. So we gotta we gotta help, you know, we gotta support each other and bridge the gaps and, and I appreciate you for doing that. So, oh no problem. Yeah. No all problem. right, listeners. Well, right. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back. Hopefully Will will be back with me next week. We have another guest uh, next week that we are planning who is also another return. Um, so we can just keep getting these these golden nuggets. But you guys stay tuned, keep Keep downloading us and subscribing. Please keep leaving us reviews. We've been getting really wonderful feedback and it's very helpful as we're moving forward. So, all right, you guys take care and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.